everyone. Uh, Susan Bauer here, your host for your podcast series. And we are so excited. We are doing our second episode in our Chemicals of Concern podcast series. If you missed the first one, you can go back and watch that. It featured Amy Kadora, our Global Chief Marketing Officer, and Carla McQuarrie, who is an exceptional leader in Canada and has a background of being an environmental engineer. So her perception of the science behind our product and how that integrates into your party is really interesting. <clears throat> so today um, I am joined by Amy Cadora once again. She's going to be our guest throughout our <laughs> podcast series. So thank you for being of here, course, Amy. Of course. And we're going to dig into a topic that we um, we covered at the U.S. National Conference and know that it got rave reviews. So we thought, let's do a podcast uh, mini-series. So today, Amy is going to talk about body burden, and then we will bring Amy and Jody Odell Zimmerman, a senior executive sales leader in the U.S., um, back to also talk about body burden from the perspective of how do you share that at your parties and some really simple ideas on how to do that. So Amy, let's dig in. Mm -hmm. First of all, what is body burden? Body burden is essentially a measurement of the number of chemicals that are in your body, present in your body at any given time. So that's probably the simplest explanation of what it is. Okay. And we know that we've learned a lot, especially recently mm -hmm. about how body burden affects us. And yeah. Um, I know you have some studies yeah. that have really brought that to light. Do you yeah. want to share those? Absolutely. You know, some additional information on body burden may help people as, as they're thinking about this. But um, with body burden, we know that there are some harmful chemicals that can stay in the body a very short period of time. The body can quickly uh, metabolize them and, and excrete them. But then there are other chemicals that actually stay in the body for a much long, uh, longer time. And they end up residing in your tissues, your organs, and even into your fat. So that, that's part of that concern that so many people have about body burden right now. And we know from the studies too, mm -hmm. the effects on children. We do, we do. So there was a landmark study done, I think it's nearly 15 years ago, by the Environmental Working Group, so EWG, which I know many are familiar with. And in, in some ways, this was the study that really uh, started people thinking was the catalyst to, to think and understand body burden even, even better. And in that study, they tested the cord blood of newborns to see if there were any harmful chemicals present. And up until that time, it had been assumed that the placenta was able to protect the unborn child um, from any contaminants that the mom might be exposed to. But what they found in that study was that there was a uh, detectable level of some very specific chemicals that were clearly in mom's body burden and being transferred to the baby. So things like, I had some actual statistics that we shared um, on uh, in our presentations some time ago, 83% of them had detectable levels of mercury, 89% of them were exposed to organophosphate pesticides. So that's like the, um, 
the Roundup that we're hearing so much about right now right. in terms of pesticides and, and issues with human health. And all of the core blood tested showed lead, PCBs, and then also the flame retardants. So that that really, that study got every everyone's attention and got everybody thinking, wow, body burden is something that is not only the burden for, in this case, moms, but it's being transferred to babies before potentially they're even born. And I know one of our um, chemicals of concern solution card says that babies are born with more than 200 chemicals that's right in the cord blood that's right and we don't know the impact of that we don't know the impact of any one and we certainly don't know the impact of having those 200 in the in the body but that is just one of those jaw-dropping statistics absolutely absolutely you know some of the information that that we're aware of and we talk about is that children in particular are more far more susceptible than adults to this body burden of chemicals that pound for pound you know we often talk about how overnight it seems like kids have grown an inch and sometimes that's actually true because they're so metabolically active it's that activity that makes them in part more susceptible to these chemicals. They don't process them as well. They have the potential to stay lodged in the body. Whereas for adults, when we're exposed to these chemicals, we're more mature physically and our bodies and systems are able to handle it. So that's why we tend to be more concerned about um, kids, toddlers and babies with these chemicals. That makes a lot of sense. So um, there are really three key areas right. and ways to reduce body burden. Right. So. Talk about, um, let's talk about those specifically, starting with um, what we breathe in. Right. So um, three key areas are breathing it in, um, exposure to it through um, your skin, your largest organ, and then also through eating. So starting with breathing, probably the, the biggest way that you can have an impact is by reducing VOCs, volatile organic compounds in your home. And these are present in, in virtually every home. They're particularly present with household cleaning products, traditional household cleaning products. Uh, we've talked about not only our own study, but also the study out of Norway, which showed significantly reduced lung function over 20 years from those people that were using traditional cleaners in their homes. And that the reason for that is that those VOCs are sprayed out. They're contained within those products. They mm -hmm. tend to hold in the air over time. And as you're moving through your home, you're breathing that in. You're breathing it in. And it's getting lodged in your lungs where it goes and is doing potentially the damage there. So VOC is amazing. It is. And, and those VOCs also tend to look for something to attach to. And what do you think they attach to as they're in the air, floating in the air? What else well, is floating they also, in the air? They also attach to your skin. Then. That's right. And dust. Yes. Dust particles. We've often talked about how dusting isn't just an annoyance. It really is a health issue because as chemicals attach to it and the dust is floating and then dropping to surfaces, um, the potential for you being exposed in particular, your kids crawling on the floor or, you know, you know, putting their hands on the floor and then eating something off oh, the floor. Yeah. And which is what kids do. That's right. It's all about putting it in the mouth. So the idea of, of course, a very easy solution is also to use our microfiber um, and water that, and of course, dust, the dust mat, that is going to have a huge impact on reducing those VOCs. I also advocate use of air purification. <clears throat> the air inside your home, because we are so uh, wonderfully good at energy conservation and, and making sure that air conditioners are working efficiently. There's no way for air to move in and out of homes. It's not flowing. It's, it's the not way flowing. that that it, it did when uh, 
you know, there were a lot of cracks in the windows. That's right. That's right. That's right. And the EPA, US EPA, has even said that the air inside your home can be up to five times more polluted than what's outside. And that certainly gets your attention. So simple things like remembering to open your windows as much as you can, get as much airflow going through, using an air purification um, device, uh, particularly in those areas where you spend the most time. So I always recommend bedrooms um, for your children, for yourself, because that's where hopefully you're spending at least eight hours. Um, yes. Your kids are certainly spending that time between naps and, and um, overnights uh, to keep that air that you're breathing, particularly during that time when you're rejuvenating your body and resting is clear. Um, so th those are kind of the key things that we recommend. There's also, of course, plants. There's a whole list of plants you can find that just is, you know, yep, they're they beautiful have, and, and they purify the air, purify the air for you. So that's a great a nice thing. relationship. A symbiotic yeah, relationship. Yes. You take care of them and they take care of you. And a lot of them don't really need that much care. So it's no, a great no, thing. Those are the ones in my house. Yes, very, me low too. very low maintenance. Very low maintenance. All right. So let's talk about the next area. Yes. Uh, which is eating. Eating. So um, very important. Uh, we've been talking about clean eating. Um, some people talk about eating organic, particularly fruits and vegetables. Something when I'm asked, I, I highly recommend. Um, I know that budgets are an issue. So uh, I often talk about those fruits and vegetables that um, are most susceptible to the pesticides in terms of potentially um, absorption of those pesticides. So, uh, you know, looking at soft skinned fruits and produce. Those soft skins like berries tend to be the ones that will absorb those pesticides more than like a banana. Bananas I'm less concerned about buying organic because they have a nice thick peel on them. So that makes look, a lot of sense. Yeah. So from a budget standpoint, if you can't do everything, you know, you're trying to make those small choices that hopefully um, will have an impact. And that's where Norwex comes in too. Absolutely. So washing your produce yes. when you get it. I know this is a, a painful act after you've gone to the effort of going to the store, you've driven there, you've got the kids in tow, you get home, all you wanna do is put it away. It really benefits you and your family to wash your produce before it goes in. And I find that's the easiest time to do it. So using Fresh Wash, our produce wash, is a fantastic way to get off everything that's on your product. Cause you gotta think about from the time that it left the farm, uh, and drove on a dusty road, touched who knows how many hands, got into your supermarket, same thing. Plus, of course, you have the residue from actually growing it. So trying to get rid of those pesticides, the dirt, the stuff that's all over it, so helpful to reducing the amount that we have in our body of mm -hmm. those chemicals. Um, storing food is also really important. We've been talking often um, about reducing plastic in your kitchen and storing food in plastic. And the issue with storing food is, is actually for me more, I'm, I'm all about convenience. So I'm just gonna grab whatever uh, plastic my leftovers are in and stick it in the microwave. The microwave and heat is plastic's worst enemy because that heat tends to release the chemicals that are in that in plastic, plastic, making it plastic directly into your food. So I tend to stock people here in our, um, in our own kitchen, kitchen. Um, for people that are heating up their leftovers in plastic because it's it's common and I find it's easy just to get rid of plastic. You don't have to worry about it. So storing in glass or silicone or even stainless is for me is, is the best way to go. Cooking food, just one quick note on this. Um, so many of us, of course, are using nonstick pans, mm -hmm. but I really would like for people to be looking at nonstick pans that don't contain um, PFOAs, which are, again, ingredients that when they're heated, 
or, or, or chemicals when they're heated, then it's emitting. Go directly into the food, yes. and you eat the food, so you're eating that chemical. So like Teflon pans, that kind of thing. Yes, be very careful. There are a number of companies out there that have surfaces that don't contain those. Um, and I, frankly, I'm just now a fan of using a lot of oil. Um, and if I need two eggs, honestly, I make three because I know I'm probably going to be scraping that third one off the bottom of the pan. Uh, and that's just, you know, just one of those options that you do to try to reduce those chemicals. That makes a lot of sense. And for me, I have dogs, so that's never an issue. <laughs> I just eat whatever's at the bottom of the pan. Okay, so we talked about breathing, we talked about eating, yes. and the third area is touching. Yes, your skin. And and so often I think we forget that our skin is the very largest organ that we have. It's um, wonderful at keeping things out and, of course, keeping uh, your, your organs and your systems in place. But at the same time, just think about how many products you use in the morning, even this morning, to get ready. And if you're thinking about, you know, from getting in the shower and using um, shower gel, uh, maybe use shaving cream, use shampoo, conditioner, maybe even put a mask on your hair. Um, you use maybe your facial product to your facial wash. You got out of the shower um, from body lotion to deodorant to toothpaste to um, styling spray. I mean, the list goes on and on. Oh yeah. It's a lot. I know because I traveled here to the home office yes. and, uh, since I, you know, have been with Norwex, it's great because I take my travel cloth, but yeah, that's right. You travel, uh, less uh, less. But, but you come with like a whole, you know, array of you products do. and you don't think about that when you're at home because they're all tucked in your, in your cupboard. So, um, so what are some recommendations? Or things well, you when you're thinking about the fact that women use on average between 12 and 15 personal care products in the morning and at night and teenagers who, as we've talked about before, tend to be even more susceptible to what's going on in their body because of their hormone changes. Mm -hmm. Their hormone systems are very um, sensitive at this time. And they use more products. They use 17 on average, 17 products. So they're, they're really going crazy and experimenting there. Um, and in fact, just as a side note, there was a study done by EWG again on teen girls and found that in their bodies, in their blood, they found traces of phthalates, triclosan, and parabens in their bodies. And part of it's because they're using so many products. We talked about they tend to be more susceptible. But one of the easiest solutions that we can do is starting with our body cloth. Our body cloth is one of my favorite products. Mine too. Love it. And that means you don't have to use um, any sort of shower gel or soap on your skin in the water. Um, I also find it's a great exfoliator, which tends to, as you're exfoliating and stimulating the skin, that, that helps to keep it healthy. That's bringing blood circulation to the surface. Um, I think just a great way to, to energize the skin itself. And then, of course, ensuring that the products you're using afterwards, I always you know, tell people, ask yourself, do you really need that product? I mean, if it's going to make you really happy to use that product, okay. But when you're using those products, you know, first, try to reduce. And then secondly, make sure that they don't contain the harmful chemicals. And of course, Norwex has an array of products that don't contain those. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that our listeners are probably so glad that they tuned in this morning or this afternoon or this evening, uh, depending on where you live and when you have um, had the opportunity to check out this podcast. And so I want to let you know that the next episode that we'll have, Amy will be back. And we will also be joined by Jody Odell Zimmerman, who will share more on body burden. And I know that Amy at national conference, when you and Jody were doing the workshop, there were some things that were just surprising about the way that she mm -hmm. took that information 
and helped her guests at parties to just create those visuals of, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And that helps you to, you know, totally when, you, when you know better, something. you do better. Yes, absolutely. I you learned, learned something. something. I did. I did. Yes, I learned a lot. And I'm sure you will too on our next episode. So I always like to say that I appreciate the time that you invest in tuning into our podcast series and hope you have a wonderful day. Until next time.